Welcome to the Week in Italian Startup, where we discuss the latest highlights happening in the Italian tech and investment ecosystem. In the post-pandemic world, with the digitization of every job positions, then reskilling becomes essential. We are witnessing consolidation when two startups into the edutech sector are merging together. This is an interesting deal, actually the only one from this week. Um, since uh, Stripe School and Epico School were in a way some kind of copycats of Lambda School. Mm-hmm. So the, the original idea in the US about uh, educating uh, developers and having them pay the school through the, uh, through the salary going forward. Um, and both the teams from Epico and Stripe, they are very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and seeing them join forces means well, give, give a good um, uh, give a good sense of the potential for this kind of uh, of startup. And, and from from everything that I hear, market uh, offering coders to the market is a big value proposition right now because there are no developers available. Crazy. Let's go into the details then. And uh, what I was thinking of also doing is actually do some uh, honorable mentions uh, since uh, we're talking about EduTech and we have a few friends working in the sector. So let's, uh, let's mention them. Uh, but let's start with the deal. So uh, essentially what we've seen is the, this consolidation where essentially the two companies kind of like merged one into another. So Epicode is the one that is basically remaining active. And uh, um, essentially, yeah, two companies. Uh, well, Epicode in particular is focusing on, uh, I would say, like mid-length sort of programs, three to four months, both in the web developing space and the data analysis space, with the shorter programs as well for uh, for more specific tasks. And uh, yeah, great model also uh, from the Lambda School. Um, and uh, yeah, that's totally, totally interesting. What I didn't know is that Strive actually was founded by two Italians. Uh, it was uh, basically incubated by, by Y Combinator. So awesome, awesome job. And then uh, they were basically uh, developing the company in Berlin. So mm-hmm. it's uh, transplanted founders trying to, to help the edutech space in Europe. Yep. Well, Tobia, who I know very well, uh, he was working uh, in uh, Adventure before uh, getting out, going to the US, uh, the Strive, and then moving to Berlin. So uh, he has been very active and, you know, he's been following his vision uh, with a huge amount of uh, will. Awesome. Awesome. So good stuff. Hmm? So yeah, no, I love the I love the the fact also that uh, as you say, like they're basically focusing on two of the major uh, like uh, um, skills of the future that uh, everybody will need at some point or another, or at least they will need as, as a stepping stone for whatever careers will happen in the future, which yeah. we have no idea, pretty much. I I agree with those skills, and the market needs these skills now. So okay, good, good timing. And again, this is an interesting play. So yeah, very good. And uh, to, 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 to move to the funding side, yeah. this is a 10 million round. Yes. It's quite sizable. Yeah, that's awesome. A lot of business angels. 
Yep. This is not a VC led uh, round. And not about people, actually. From listed yeah. companies that I know, uh, from important, uh, important backgrounds, from uh, fintech. Uh, so this is a very, very powerful network of investors. Yeah, and what I was checking is that they did uh, a funding round in 2020 or 21, I believe, not long ago. And uh, the, those investors uh, that basically um, invested during a 1 million raise, they actually followed on on these 10 million raise. So for example, uh, Fabio Cannavale, uh, also investor in the previous round, is also investing in this round. And uh, just to mention one, Barberis from Nana Bianca, same story. So it's, uh, it's, been, uh, it's been powerful for sure, like uh, bringing back uh, some uh, old investor in the follow one is definitely powerful and a strong sign of uh, of the, the the goodness of the project actually. Yep, very yeah. good. I'm very happy awesome. about this. Mm. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk for a second about the educate the, the edutech sector in Italy. Nick, uh, I, w- I I prepare like three mentionable three honorable mention. I would say starting from. Uh, Boolean career, which is kind of taking it from a, a little bit of a different perspective, just to give the audience a bit of what's happening in the in the Italian ecosystem. So basically, they're more focusing on a full stack web development, not really like data science, uh, and uh, they play pretty much in the same space. Where actually you start a program, and then uh, the idea is to really do also some job placement in a very hard way. So. Uh, it's changing and a lot of people are, are subscribing to this and uh, uh, skills are, are changing and uh, job placement itself is changing. So it, we moved from uh, go to the university three years, uh, stick with the office of the, of the job placement of the university, hoping that they would intro you to some companies and maybe get interviews to actually doing everything online and being launched into some, into some big companies. <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, an expert about what, what they're doing, but I see your point. It's very interesting. Okay. Awesome. And then, of course, the the one that we need to mention, our common friend, oh. Max, you expected this. Mm-hmm. And uh, Devil Hope, very interesting also concept. So Max is basically more focusing on uh, um, uh, essentially mobile in general. So both Android and IoT. And uh, um, the classes, I think they they tend to be pretty pretty short compared to to uh, I would say yeah compared to to Epico, the classes are a little bit shorter in a way. But the concept is awesome because uh, again it completely relies on the fact that uh, you know you're gonna pay only if you find a job. And uh, all the classes uh, have, you know, online and, and they're, of course, on demand. And you start directly working on, on project. So it's a very unique uh, angle, if I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the interesting point here is that the, the project is based in Southern, Southern Italy, uh, which has, uh, says more about also the capability towards startups in areas different than Milan or Rome. Mm-hmm. And this is this shows that this is a mostly remote business model in a, in a way. So 
uh, existing signals so that we can create interesting yeah. companies without being based in Milan or Rome or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I believe they are also uh, based in the south of Italy, right? Yeah, southern Italy. Yes. So, so yeah. I mean, the, everybody. I mean, they're trying. There is a stronger impulse in generating a lot of movement in the south. And then, of course, companies are now remote, but uh, physically, uh, the the south has been pushed. Also, by CDP actually investing with uh, um, a regional specific fund. So, uh, a, an interesting combination of variables here, I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the southern part of Italy, as you know, uh, is economically is well behind the average in Europe. So it's a it's a, a region where naturally there are additional resources available uh, mm-hmm. to create occupation, to a job, to get jobs, to get um, uh, companies, enterprises, and startups in particular. So. Uh, yeah. There are resources. There is an interesting ecosystem. There are strong universities there you can where you can hire people. So, yeah, it it is an area of Italy that's underdeveloped, but with all the important parts to start uh, developing again. Let's say so. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's put it in this way. Um, uh, there is another player uh, doing something similar, uh, which is Aulab, based in Puglia. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, Aulab, if you want to take a look at the uh, online. Yeah, Aulab. Aulab. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. Full stack yeah. again. It's. Uh, yeah, yeah. it's uh, I love it. Academy. Very interesting. Uh, very interesting way to put it. So three months of classes online and uh, yeah, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript for sure. So, so yeah, the classic curriculum, classic curriculum. Yeah. Mm. So web is still stronger. I would expect more data science, but uh, web is still leading the way, actually. Interesting. I'm not that surprised. Uh, I mean, uh, we, we are using web-based products right now. Uh, you're, you are surfing on a web page. Uh, so, I mean, the, I'm not surprised, and there is a shortage <laughs> of uh, front-end and back-end developers as well. So not just about the problem is not just about data science. Yeah. So it, it makes sense. Yeah. Sense. One last trend which has been popular uh, is the no-code trend, which is worth mentioning. So a few companies are trying also to work on the no-code uh, product, and Encode, for example, is an Italian company which essentially help you to build. Uh, digital product without coding, so with um, a bunch of different templates, which are basically you can essentially essentially arrange them depending on the product that you're trying to to do. And uh, uh, I thought it was interesting because they um, they help you learn on how to build a product with no code, and they're also encouraging companies to actually uh, build MVPs and reskill employees. Uh, to actually uh, support companies through digitization. And uh, no code is the sort of the low barrier that kind of make people start. And then probably that's, uh, that's also a, a stepping stone towards some more um, professional products. Yeah, but I, I agree. I mean, uh, as, a, as a software engineer by the background, the, the problem with no code is that you think that it's no code and it's easy. It, it, it's easier. Yeah, if you please. But the, the, the point is that 
uh, you need to have some basics, to understand some basics of how mm -hmm. things work in order to be proficient and yeah. create something useful with no yeah. tools. So yeah. it's not completely masking the complexity, but you, mm -hmm. it helps. Yeah. But if you don't understand the basic, you have no clear ideas of what data front and uh, process and uh, interaction means, th then you will you still create something ugly with in, in less time, but still ugly. Uh, and uh, but sure the good thing, is, but there is fun. a silver there is a silver lining, which is it's ugly, but it's out there instead of uh, being beautiful and in a drawer trying to get perfected and never on the market. So, you know, it's uh, for people that just want to get stuff done and out there. I love the no-code trend. And by the, I agree with you, it's, it's probably the first uh, sort of uh, movement. And then after that, you kind of know that you need professionals to actually bring it to a different level. But that's an interesting point. You know, you know what? I think that the major users of no-code tools are probably professionals that know the basics, but that don't want to spend resources with, you know, the, good point. Uh, the, 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 the powerful tools. That's a good they, point. Uh, and these probably are the more mature professionals, so mm -hmm. not the, the juniors, the seniors. So this is basically a way to get quick mm -hmm. on the market, let's say so, with something without spending too many resources, uh, but getting to a good enough product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is not about uh, people uh, that don't come from the domain, from the tech domain. It's about people who are in the domain and don't have time to waste. Yeah, oh, I love They're that. They're probably I the main that. users of no-code tools. Yeah, we'll I, I am, for example, I am probably within the firm, probably the, the, the major user of no-code tools because I have no time to waste and I don't yeah. want to, to, to create anything more complex because, I mean, they're there, they're easier and they allow me to abstract away a lot of things that I don't want to think about. Yeah, no, and that's a great angle. It's a, it's a drafting board, you get it out and uh, probably 80% of the functionality have already been coded. Uh, in some form or another, because uh, it's it's really tough to get something completely out of the blue. So I agree, I agree. And then actually, you focus on the meaningful work, which is stability of the infrastructure and uh, all the internal security, and then you move from there. Love yeah, the angle, exactly, Nick. That's exactly, good, exactly. You you just good. spend time on the business case and not on yeah. the technology case. Yeah, yeah. Because most of the time, technology is just you know reinventing the wheel uh, yeah. on, as you said, authentication and the database yeah. and the classic yeah. 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 blah, 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 blah. So not totally. Super interesting. Super interesting. All right. To finish our, uh, so let's finish our little uh, uh, EduTech in Italy bit and uh, let's move back to the funding and the funds with the tech shop. Very interesting news. So it's a, it's a news, it's a brand new seed fund. Uh, they have a first closing of 32 million euro. Uh, basically, the, it's, the fund is already live, I would say. So there is already like a, um, a lot of material actually that you that people can uh, can check out. Uh, they're targeting uh, B2B Italian digital companies in particular, and uh, the managing partners are people that already have a great curriculum, I would say. So people that uh, have been working uh, as angel investors and venture capitalists, uh, Aurelio Mazzotero in particular and Gianluca D'Agostino. 
So, so yeah, that's uh, those are uh, this is the new entry, I would say, in the in the in the VC ecosystem. Yeah, or, or new V entry because of the background. So, sure. but sure. it's good to have another player on the market uh, yeah. when investing at the seed stage, as you said. As you said, uh, they will have some focus on the south, not exclusivity, but yeah. again, as you. We, as we're talking about, uh, they they also raise money from the um, uh, CDP fund investing in the south from the, uh -huh. from the news, uh, which means there will be some uh, sweet tooth for uh, uh, southern base, southern Italy, uh, southern base in southern Italy. But. Yeah, and, and uh, this, is, this is this is something probably. Um, newer they have this vertical um, focus in the digital sector so most of other italian uh, investors are generalist in a sense so they have a broader approach to, to digital and they have, yeah they're more specific in the b2b sector yeah the other one with this specificity is probably jellyfy uh-huh so yeah, it's uh, pretty much uh, deep in the sense that it's AI analytics, IoT security, 5G and cloud. So it's really uh, a lot of focus on, on, the, on the deep side of, of the digital space, I would say. Very interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, another interesting element is that they received funds from uh, the CDP Fund of Fund Venture Italy. That's what you also were, you were mentioning. So they, they have like not only private investor, but also two of the big um, channels that CDP is using. So the South, um, the South Fund, but also the Fund of Fund. And uh, I think my feel is that we're gonna see like a lot of movements from the Fund of Fund because uh, CDP seems to actually um, support and try to push actually new new funds, the creation of new funds. And um, I'm expecting movements out there on that side. Well, they received more resources last year and yeah. they will probably be uh, channeled also to the fund of fund. And we can expect a few more uh, private uh, operators raising funds in them. Uh, it's good, it is good news. Um, as we were probably talking about uh, some some days some, some days ago, uh, also the direct funds of CDP they mm -hmm. just raised funding basically the last year and they haven't still deployed so much so far. Yeah. So we can expect that in, in the coming month they will start yeah. investing and deploying capital on, on a much heavier on a much uh, yeah. frequent uh, frequent way, in a much frequent way. We'll see. Awesome. So another, let's talk about another consolidation move happening in the welfare, the digital welfare space. So Upday acquiring a stake in Genius for you. Uh, so let's talk about this for a second. So yeah, Upday, essentially they're trying to work with companies to provide different services to the employees of the company. And uh, um, Genius for you also is trying to provide very specific services to save time to the employees. So it was, uh, it's an interesting way to put together like uh, businesses that, that try to support employees of companies on different, on different side. So that's another interesting consolidation play. I mean, uh, we've seen a welfare deal uh, the whole last year, I would say, and sometimes they were popping out, 
so it's a, it's a very popular vertical which is uh, which is moving moving very fast actually <laughs> yeah i agree uh, there's a lot of demand for for web for services and there are companies that can do everything by themselves but a lot of comp companies will not and so mm -hmm. these aggregators and these service providers are the perfect way to channel all the all these services onto the market so yeah i expect to see even more consolidations like this uh, going forward uh, Upday and the other operators doing ticketing at the perfect um not ticketing uh, doing um coupons uh, coupons yeah exactly are the perfect operators for uh, for channeling welfare because they they have the same uh the same buyer hr mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, good point. Makes sense for them. Yeah, Genius for you is mostly toward uh, all kind of services, from uh, uh, washing uh, and drying clothes to uh, um, sort of car maintenance, shopping, and uh, like family needs. So that's uh, that's an interesting portfolio of services overall. If if really they work together, as you say, they can really provide a great portfolio. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right, let's talk about uh, what is happening in the SheTech uh, ecosystem. So SheTech is a platform that has been aggregating and doing, honestly, uh, mediatically a very good job in uh, promoting uh, women founders in Italy. And uh, they've been doing a lot of events, a lot of online and, and in person, a lot of activities, uh, and uh, they've been really working extremely well to sort of bring the the women founder of uh, of the nation and they compiled uh, a founder list a SheTech founder list for 2022 which includes probably uh, some of the most well-known companies uh, led by by women founder what do you think nick well they do this like every year i remember that uh last week it was the international women's day Mm -hmm. uh, so they have this uh, list every year uh, this time mm -hmm. uh, and uh, they select these most promising startups led by or funded by, by women uh, and the list is very interesting I mean they, it is becoming uh, more and more interesting as we go forward and there are also um, if you if you please some um, edge companies such as Dynamics, which is perfect on, on Metaverse, pure Metaverse. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably the last one of the last but one, this one. Um, this is awesome. very, very interesting, very interesting. Yeah. And this matches, so, uh, I mean, uh, we, we are still behind, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, we need many more of these um, uh, women-led companies. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think I published the, uh, the list of uh, European companies with a women city. Mm -hmm. Companies over there, there were only two companies from Italy with uh, women CTOs. There is still a lot of room to grow. Yeah, and uh, this is kind of the first step, and it's it's really following like a, a very good trend. So community first, and then the next step probably is to have like a micro fund investing in uh, in women in tech, like it's been happening in the US, it's been happening in UK, it's been happening in a bunch of different countries, 
And uh, I mean, without going into the details and the discussion, whether they, they are better founders than men, which I don't want to get into and neither do you. <laughs> exactly. I, uh, I don't know, but there was, a, there was an article which was, um, I, don't, I didn't know whether to publish it or not, because an Italian article last week from the uh, Silicon Valley Dojo blog. Yeah. Uh, if anybody's interested, it was about, uh, among, among the other things, it was related to International Women's Day. Um, and there was this uh, statistics, statistic about um, women-led startups exit before men-led startups. Wow. I don't know whether this is good or bad, all right, but in terms all of right. timing, uh, it seems that they, they, they exit in a shorter time frame. Very uh, I, I need to find the article. Uh, I will post it next week so that maybe uh, maybe it's better for funds because if they if they can liquidate positions and uh, get out and monetize quicker, that can be but that can be a, a good thing. Time, some, time is a very yeah. time is a very important variable. You should control also for a value. Yeah, uh, of course, of course. If you put the two together and the advantage is clear, <laughs> both in terms of time. Then awesome. you, you have an investment thesis in that case. Exactly, exactly. And then you have a fund, Nick. And then yeah. uh, we just need GP, like women GPs. And then basically the, the circle is closed. It, yeah, of course, exactly. Or, or at least a mixed team. Otherwise, they make no, 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 probably no sense. Anyhow. Makes sense. All right, let's uh, uh, end on uh, an interesting note. Uh, is the bubble exploding? Is it, uh, is it the moment? <laughs> when the bubble is starting to show. So you mentioned that, uh, I mean, in the article that you post, it was very cool, showing how exactly we are basically uh, plunging below the year 2000 level for uh, some of the major indexes in Europe, uh, the German and the FTSE in the UK, France, CAC in the Italy. Uh, so um, it's, it, was, it was interesting, it was interesting. Yeah, I was really surprised I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm no expert on public markets. I'm really far from being one. But I'm really surprised because my perception, of course, and probably many people's per perception, is that we've been in a very long bull, bull run now, mm -hmm. like ten years yeah. bull run. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, with just a small correction in the last month, we are back to to, to the 2000. So we are back 22 years. Yeah, that's surprising. That, that's really surprising. It either means that there are markets that didn't grow at all, and the perception sure. was, you know, some sure, kind of sure, sure. A mixed or wrong, or we had a very huge uh, plunge and a huge uh, decreasing value with the last, uh, with the last crisis, the yeah. 2010 crisis. But that, that, that's Italy. Italy didn't get back. 2009. Italy, yeah. Italy pretty much uh, set uh, on, on a range and it was bouncing between like some support and resistance level. Kind, kind of trying to break out, well, this year, but then it kind of, it was, exactly. <laughs> but the, but you have uh, seen the picture of an economy who's been stuck for like 30 years. Yeah. So this is a very sad picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, since 2008, we've been bouncing in the same range. 
without significant growth. That's, uh, yeah. Which actually is completely different from France and uh, the UK and Germany, especially Germany. It's, uh, it's pretty interesting, like from 2008 to today, it's been bull run, same as the UK and same as, uh, as France. So, so there was, uh, it's pretty crazy. All right, Nick, I think time's up. Thank you so much. Uh, this is the week in Italian startups and we're live uh, every Monday at 7 p.m. And we're available on Spotify, YouTube and all your favorite podcasting platforms. So Nick, thank you so much and I'll see you next week. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jack. It was a pleasure. And if you want to take a pre- to have a preview of our conversation, just sign up for the newsletter. Uh, it will be in your inbox on Monday morning. Awesome. Thank you, Nick. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ciao, ciao.